My name is Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey, everybody. My name is Ahmad Zaidi, and I have a physical disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, my friend. I think, I don't know, I think this is number 67-ish, maybe? Yeah, yeah, that's around that number, 68, 69, something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. We're we're getting close to 100. Yeah, yeah. I know, we just did 50, and it's like hundreds around the corner. Yeah, it means I have too much time on my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's crazy. Okay, how's your weekend, by the way? Yeah, good. Everything. Usually weekends are a little slow because my wife works third shift, but it it was uneventful. There's like this little thing at the park. They call it the duck race where people, I can't remember how much it is, but you basically kind of like buy a rubber duck. That money goes goes towards some good cause and they drop all the ducks in the river at once and they go over this little waterfall thing and a net catches them all. And so whoever's duck goes over the waterfall first wins. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Where is that? It's it's like literally right down the street from me, like, you know, a three-minute walk. So I walked with all the kids down there, and we kind of spent a little bit of time down there. Hey, you know, me and Noah are going to come up and see you sometime in September, so we need to uh, schedule a duck race. Is it only once a year? Is yeah, it, is it yeah, all the time? yeah, it's only once a year, yeah. Oh, that's, that's horrible. It's <laughs> horrible. So listen, today I want to talk about a really cool friendship that I have. Not just because my friend John lives in Dawson City, Yukon. Mm. And not just because of how we met, but because of what happened after. It's a really fun story. Nice. Awesome. So let me dive into this. I started going to Dawson City, Yukon way back in 2001. Okay. And I've been there 11 times. It's one of my favorite places on planet Earth. And I promise everyone who does listen to us that we will eventually do several podcasts about Dawson City. Yeah. I mean, it is an amazing, amazing place. Right. So here's a story. I was there in 2001 originally for the Dawson City Film Festival. Okay. Right. My little short called Baptized at Lucky Lube, which we will talk about soon, played that festival. Nice. Okay. So I get up there. I meet all these amazing filmmakers. They had me on a, on a panel at the film festival, so that was really fun. And they had me be one of the judges for one of their prizes called the Local Yokel Prize. Yeah. You know, that was for filmmakers from Dawson City. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was a blast. It was a blast. So... After the film festival event, I go back to my hotel, and I'm not even joking about this. People can look it up. The place that I always stay at is called Bombay Peggy's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really nice, very, very nice handcrafted bed and breakfast. Yeah. But it's called Bombay Peggy's because it used to be a brothel. No kidding. It did, yeah, back in the gold <laughs> rush days, right? So they have the most famous bar in town, Bombay Peggy's does. So I'm in the bar eating. Um, they don't have Dr. Pepper up there. At least I don't remember them having it. The gas station does, but they didn't, right? Yeah. So I'm having my Coke and my salmon burger. And this guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, you're the Hamad guy. And I'm like, I am. I am. And I, and I asked him to sit down and he goes, my name is John. And I said, hey, John, what do you do? And he goes, I'm an animator. I'm like, that's awesome. You're an animator up in the Yukon. That's great. 
So I sit down with this guy. We start talking. And you know how little I like to talk, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? So five and a half hours later, he goes, you know, you know what I, you know, my day job is. And I'm like, I don't. And he goes, I'm a veterinarian. Okay. And now it becomes super cool. I'm like, you're the town vet. Right. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I am. Do you want to see an eagle? And then I was floored. I'm like, wait a minute. You have an eagle? And he goes, Hamad, I'm nursing one back to health. Oh, man. It's that's in cool. my, you know, it's in my clinic. Do you want to see an eagle up close? Dude. So cool. So very cool. Right. Yeah. Just just amazing. So John and I became super fast friends. I'd go to the Yukon every year. I went to the film festival one time. I went back a second time to shoot an independent movie that I that I've been shooting forever that actually turned into the Limping on Cloud Nine documentary. Yeah. And then nine people from the Yukon came to my wedding. That's cool. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was actually seven people that live in the Yukon. And this amazing couple that lives in Minnesota, whom I met in the Yukon. Okay, okay. Right? So John was one of the guys that came down for my wedding. So this was, like, incredible. It was so much fun. We, we connected on many levels, just creatively. I loved his animation. He was very encouraging. Everything, right? Yeah. He comes down. I introduce him and everyone else to Shahina. We have this great time. And then what happens? Take a guess. Oh, man. Hopefully nothing bad. Because I have a feeling it's going to take a turn for the worse. <laughs> it takes a turn for the less than magical. Oh, right? man. Okay. Six months after my wedding, I get this call from the woman who owns the Bombay Peggy's, you know, bed and breakfast. Yeah. She calls me and she goes, Hamad, did you hear what happened to John? And I'm like, no, no, no. Did he get married? Like, well, happened right and she goes oh no he was in a really really bad accident oh no he was on his motorcycle he doesn't even remember what happened but he was on this horrible accident he broke his spine oh man he had to be airlifted to you know vancouver yeah because there's no what he needed was not available yeah you know in the yukon so I'm freaking out, and I'm like, well, what do you mean he broke his, his neck is he, or his spine? Is he okay? And she goes, I don't think so. So this happened in June, right? Early yeah. June. Yeah. The Dawson City Film Festival is in July. Okay. So you're like, so well, I'm going to be up there anyway, so. Exactly. Yeah. So I made it a point to go visit him. In Vancouver, he was at a rehabilitation center for like 10 weeks or 12 weeks for a long time. Mm. So I wanted to visit him on the way to Dawson City. So I got to tell you, man, I visit the guy and Jonathan, I mean, he looked really bad. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. So I spent two or three days there. And I mean, when I mean I spend the days there, I mean, I get up in the morning and go to the hospital and hang out with him all day. Yeah. While I can, because he had certain times where he had to do physical therapy. So here's the thing, man. All of his doctors told him, you're not going to walk again. Right? 
Dude, yeah. this is not going to happen. You know? Yeah. So then I became the friend that went up there to try to encourage him to tell him, hey, man, you know, there are things you can do with a disability. Maybe you can't be a veterinarian anymore, but you still have a great mind and you can do something. Yeah, exactly. So not a good time, man. And the whole time he kept telling me, I am going to walk again. And after he said it for like a day, I said, you know what? What am I thinking, dude? Of course you're going to walk again. Of course you're going to walk again. It got to the point where some people were saying, maybe you shouldn't say that to him because you're giving him false hope. Mm -hmm. And my whole attitude is, I believe he's going to walk again because he believes he's going to walk again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I I spent three days there, and then I go up to Dawson City to the music festival, and everyone there is like, he saw John, how's he doing, right? So then I come back to Los Angeles. I keep in touch with John every now and then. Yeah. Make sure he's doing okay. He still can't walk. And then a while later, he calls me, and he's like, hey, man, I want to visit you and Shahina in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Immediately. This is before we had children. We didn't have Lena and Zoe yet. Yeah. So I'm like, of course, come. And I didn't even question what, you know, I assumed he was going to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. So he got his ticket. He got ready to come. And then he calls me and he goes, I have a surprise for you. I'm like, okay. So I see him at the airport, man. And he's got a cane. And a walker, and, and basically a cane. Yeah. And, and like a little mini walker. And he was walking with assistance. Shh, man. And he spent, Jonathan, he spent 10 days with us. Yeah. And the coolest thing is, I may have been channeling my mom, because I know I've teased a lot about when I kept falling off my bike when my mom was teaching me how to ride. Yeah, yeah. She kept on saying, she kept on saying, look, you're getting bruised, you're getting scratched up, but. You're not giving up. Get back on your damn bike and learn how to ride. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of the attitude I took with John when he was here. Mm. And, and I remember one specific day, we were at the aquarium in Long Beach. Yeah. And it took him so long to walk anywhere because he was like walking an inch an hour. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah, right? but but me and Shahina were like, that's totally fine, man. Take your time, John. And he kept on saying, oh, he kept on trying to apologize. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, dude, you're walking. Take your time. And the whole ten days, he pushed himself a little bit more and a little bit more. And every now and then, he'd be like, maybe I'm going to take today off. And I'd be like, maybe you're not. Let's go walk on the beach. <laughs> right? And Every single day, we did just a little, a little bit more. Yeah. Right? We even took him whale watching. No kidding. Which is, if anyone out there hasn't done it yet, have you done it yet? I've never. My my, my uh, wife doesn't have a good experience. She she went whale watching up in, let's say it was Maine, and the, the ferry they were on ran out of gas. 
Oh my God, really? Yeah. So they had to get a tugboat to bring the thing back to shore or back to wherever it was. So she didn't have, like, and of course they didn't see any whales. And, you know, so it's just like a horrible experience for her. So, Man, <laughs> and she, she was kind of young. I'm, I'm guessing eight or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not good. But <laughs> I, I've been whale watching, I think, three times. And it's, to me, we've seen whales every time, and it's been, like, magic, magical. Man, the, the, I, I wish I could have seen this picture. It was, like, recently on Facebook, like, maybe a week ago or something. And there was a, a guy paddling kind of like a regular boat. It was somewhere, like, in Canada or Alaska. And all of a sudden, this, like, enormous whale like comes out of the water near him to like eat a ton of plankton that was near him and like people are making all these comments like that's amazing like because it was this giant whale just coming out of the water and he was like right there next to it i was like oh man i wish i could see that that must have been intense (laughs) man you know i think it'd be awesome to take you whale watching just from the sense that some of the boats get so close that you can hear the splash yeah you know you actually hear what that animal creates in the water right right exactly it's pretty wild yeah it is pretty wild so we go whale watching it's amazing i push him a little bit more every day and then he goes back and he thanks me and shahina for the trip and trust me man we had so much fun with the guy it was just so much fun you know yeah and and six seven months later he calls me and he goes i got something to tell you man and I said, but what, you're running now? <laughs> right? <laughs> and he goes, no, but I'm walking with a cane, but that's not what I was going to tell you. And I said, okay, what is it? And he goes, Hamad, I'm back at work. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're a veterinarian again? And he goes, yeah, I'm doing small surgeries and just general care, but Man, I'm back at work. That's cool. Isn't that amazing? It is. Man, I wanted to share that because... It wasn't, it's a story that I experienced through my friend experiencing it, right? Yeah. But I think it's always great to talk about people that just push themselves beyond belief, who refuse to, to, who totally refuse to be defeated by their circumstances, Mm, you know? mm, mm. I mean, and then to be totally honest with you and to be totally honest with all of our listeners out there, which of course we thank every day, man... I look at somebody like John and somebody, both Johns, you included, (laughs) and and I think I've got it really easy. I've got it really easy compared to what other people's challenges are. Yeah, honestly, I I mean, I I think of it that way, too, even myself. Like, you know, people are just like, oh, how did you get through all that or whatever? I'm like, look, (laughs) none of us have escaped life. Like, we all are going to have our our hurdles and our trials and tribulations. I'm like, I'm, I'm no different from, from anyone else. I mean, I, I went through a level of of stuff. You went through a level of stuff. There's other people's stories that I hear and I'm just like, I want no part of that. You know, like, like, you know, like I, I think whatever, you know, my my situations I have to deal with is, Oh, you know, not that I ever get like, what was me, but it's like, Oh, this situation sucks or whatever. But it's like, you hear other people's stories are just like, man, I'll take whatever I went through all day long over that. You know? Yeah, man. I hear stories from my friends who I grew up with all the time and what they go through. Some of them have lost children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to, to death. And I'm like, Oh man. 
I can't imagine. Yeah. No, you know? Yeah. There's a, there's a kid I played football with, and he recently lost one of his sons. And I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, I, I don't know if I could deal with that. Like, No, exactly. I mean, I, I look at Lena and Zoe, and I just think life without them would may not be worth living. You know? Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I hear you. But anyway, um, any other insights, my friend? Uh, no, I mean, you know, one, uh, one thing that I thought of was um, a, a little bit different, but it's all, sort of along the same lines of your friend John. Like, you know, there's, there's even if it's not like a sort of like a physical, like disability or thing they're overcoming, like in life in general, if you have that attitude of like defeat, it, it, nothing good comes out of that. Like, you know, people that are like sick or have an illness and they're just like, oh, my life's over. And then they just get sicker and sicker and sicker. But, you know, if people are like, you know what, I don't feel good right now, but there's always tomorrow. And like they have that they have that fight in them. And that makes all the difference in the world. Well, I'll tell you this and I'll tell everybody this. I agree with you, first of all. And secondly, I personally have three or four days a year that are not great. Mm, mm. You know, and it's just days that I just think, wow, things could be so much better. It's my self-pity days. Mm, yeah. And they only come, you know, three, four times a year. And the crazy thing is, at the end of a self-pity day, when I go to bed, I just think, you know what? I'm not going to feel like this tomorrow. And I never do. The yeah. next morning, I'm like, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, you know, your inner sort of strength or your, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call that. Well, I'll tell you what I'll call it. It's not my inner strength. It's my sheer stupidity. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing else. I just have to be a happy guy and live my life the way I do. Yeah, you know, no, definitely. Absolutely. On that note, my friend, that's the story I wanted to share today. Awesome. Very cool. So if you guys want to, uh, you can download us on iTunes, not uh, Speaking Dylan, our podcast, on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher Radio. You can find us on YouTube. Don't forget 59 Seconds of Cloud9 is also on iTunes and Google Play. And, uh, you know, don't forget to check out toysaccessible.com, the website that has toys geared towards children with various disabilities, the creators, manufacturers, Take these disabilities into consideration when the toys are created. So check out toysaccessible.com. Absolutely. And you can email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9, the number 9.com. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.